Lose the Cape, episode 101. Today's episode is a little bit heavy, um, and I do apologize for that, but it's a super important topic, so I hope you'll listen to it. I had the opportunity to interview Sarah Stamp, whose daughter uh, Layla was diagnosed with brain cancer um, about a year ago in October, and um, it's just a a really important topic, I think, for us to hear what it's like um, for moms who have sick children so that we can help support them better and um, learn to be a bit more compassionate towards things like that. I also know that as a mom myself, it's one of the worst case scenarios and I like to be informed of warning signs and triggers and um, just resources and things of that knowledge. So in the case it should ever happen or if I know someone who goes through a situation like this, I can be of um, best service to them and my own family. So um, also they have a golf tournament coming up at the end of the month. They are raising money for both their family, other families, and research against uh, to to counteract brain tumors and cancer in children. So it's a great cause. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll reach out to Sarah and her organization, Layla Strong, and help them if you are so moved to do so and have the ability to do so. Thank you so much. And if you uh, hop on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 101, you can find all of the resources that we talk about in this podcast episode. Have a great day and hug your children super tight. Tired of boring flashcards that don't make the multiplication facts stick? Want a fun, unconventional way for your student to learn the upper times tables? TimesTales is a creative mnemonic system for students to memorize the most difficult math facts. With TimesTales, you can truly teach a student the upper times tables in a fraction of the time spent with traditional rote memorization methods. This system utilizes simple stories as triggers or memory pegs for students to quickly recall the upper times tables. TimesTales appeals to the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learner. It has been proven successful for students with learning disabilities and those struggling to learn their times tables with traditional methods. And best of all, it makes learning fun. I sucked at math too, so I'm actually excited because they have sent us the uh, sample product of it. So my son, uh-huh. uh, we're going to dig into this and see how well this product actually works. And I'll be posting a lovely review on the blog once we've done that. Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Bigwarf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company providing gifts for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. You can find me at www.todaymaysuck.com or join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Today May Suck Comfort Corner. Have a happy day. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom, so join us and lose the cape. Today, I am really um, happy to bring you a new friend of mine, Sarah Stamp. This is one of our Live Bravely episodes, and uh, when we get into the meat of the interview, you will find out exactly why it's in our Live Bravely 
a segment, but Sarah is a working mom of two. She has a gorgeous daughter, Layla, who is four, and her little boy, Daniel. By day, she manages data conversions for a benefits consulting firm, and by night, she runs a network marketing business with Young Living Essential Oils, which I love essential oils. <laughs> She's also an aspiring writer, uh, which I believe is how we connected. It um, is. Yes. Yeah. And she blogs about her family's journey through the world of childhood brain cancer at laylastrong.com. Uh, being a working mom, she's always prided herself on being a fantastic multitasker. And um, as we're going to talk about throughout the throughout the interview, it took her child being diagnosed with brain cancer twice to realize that life is more about how much you're getting done and more than what you're just getting done in a day. And yes, so I, I am... I'm happy to talk to you. I'm sad about the topic, but um, we will definitely share your funding links. She's got a Layla Rose GoFundMe and a Layla Rose Caring Bridge. We're going to totally put those in the show notes so that people can support. Um, but I want to talk to you about a couple of things. First of all, your journey, because you are living a mom's worst nightmare. And yeah. um, I, I hope I can make it through this without crying. <laughs> Me too. I probably won't, so don't worry. <laughs> But I mean, it's, this is life, the ups, the downs, the sucky, the wonderful, the, all of that. But um, most importantly, I want to make sure that we talk about how people can help you in particular with the, um, the fundraiser that you guys are doing the golf tournament. So yeah. let's just start back with you and to tell us a little bit more about you and your, your beautiful daughter. Um, well, um, for the past 16 years or so, um, I have worked for a benefits consulting firm doing all sorts of things, but uh, mainly data conversions and um, sort of a, a techie job and always really enjoyed doing that. Um, felt I was really good at it. And um, I mentioned somewhere along the way, I decided that that wasn't enough. So I needed to add on a little more and I did um, started a network marketing business with Young Living Essential Oils and that was something that our family was using and really loved anyway so it was a natural fit um, and I really like sharing that with people and mm -hmm. um, seeing the differences that they can make um, but uh, almost gosh it's strange to say it's been a year almost a year so um, in October of 2016 October 18th um, exactly we were in the emergency room um, with our daughter who had just turned four and she had been having some really strange uh, symptoms over a course of four or five days um, vomiting complaining of headaches on and off and um, towards the the last day before we actually went to the emergency room I noticed that her her walking was a little bit off it was sort of like walking with a little drunk person <laughs> um, and it was, it was really subtle and so I thought I was just going crazy because I was a little bit paranoid and focusing on the vomiting and the headaches and of course Dr. Google you know <laughs> is yeah. telling me all these things um, so I took her to the pediatrician and he says, well, I think she's vomiting because she's maybe got some nasal congestion and it's upsetting her stomach. And, you know, here's some Zofran that will help with the 
um, the nausea. And so we tried that and it didn't work. And I, t I called him back that afternoon and I, I told him, I said, I'm telling you something is wrong with her. It's, I mean, I just, I don't know what it is, but it's not a sinus infection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he said, if she is still vomiting in the morning, then if you want to take her to the emergency room, um, then you should do that. And I was like, okay, I will. Uh, so that's how we ended up there. And as I'm telling all this to the doctor that's um, at the, the emergency room, she kind of gets this look on her face and she goes, okay, well, um, we're going to do a CT scan. And I'm thinking, well, okay, you know, I guess they're going to look at her head or her whole body is what I'm thinking, you know, scan her whole body. And so we did that and we're waiting. And um, during that time, um, praise the Lord, her dad came up to join us, my husband, because he wasn't there with us at the beginning. Um, so he came and we're sitting in the little room. Layla's not feeling very well, but she's just playing on the iPad or, you know, hanging out. Um, the doctor comes back in. She goes, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but we found a mass in your daughter's brain. <laughs> and of course, we're just both like what <laughs> I yeah well you know where or, you know, what does that mean and um they luckily had already started a whole series of events um that we didn't have to think about or do anything um she said they're going to transport you to the children's hospital downstairs or downstairs downtown <laughs> um we were at a satellite er um in north dallas and so they're, they're going to come and take you by ambulance and they're going to take you to the emergency room there and the neurology team is already going to be waiting for you they know what's going on and they're going to take it from there um so of course you know as we're waiting for transport her father and i are making phone calls and mm -hmm. trying to make arrangements for our younger child he was in at daycare uh, making sure someone was going to pick him up and take care of him and calling friends um and just the rest of that day was a whirlwind i mean from yeah. the time we got there up to the icu and all sorts of doctors and fellows and <laughs> nurses and signing papers and um, just really a whirlwind and less than 24 hours from the time that they found it she was having brain surgery to remove that tumor oh my gosh yeah wow that's a lot to process in 24 hours it was really that that whole two-week period um, from the time she had surgery to when we got home it was it felt like a month um, yeah, I'm sure yeah <laughs> So with the, um, with her particular, can you tell us about the type of cancer and, yeah. and um, what that um, is? So she was diagnosed with a type of brain cancer um, sorry about that, called medulloblastoma. Um, and it, it really, it's the most common type of brain cancer in kids, um, which is just mind-boggling to me you know you think of it as being something rare but um it's really becoming more and more frequent and they're seeing it more and more um i think one of the child life specialists told us that they see probably three kids a month just oh at gosh. the at the dallas children's hospital with with this diagnosis and so to me that's a lot Yes, because that's just Dallas or yeah. the, and the surrounding areas. Oh yeah. my goodness. Um, so um, 
it's a, a tumor that grows um, right in between your two lobes um, in the back of your uh, brain, the posterior fossa area. And so we were lucky that they were able to remove the whole tumor. Um, they at the same time do a spinal tap and they check the spinal fluid and what they're looking for is uh, cells floating around, cancer cells. Mm -hmm. um, that was clear, which okay. um, all of that was very positive. The fact that they, um, from what they could see, had gotten all of the tumor. Um, it was definitely going to be a long road of chemotherapy and radiation. Um, but we were very um, optimistic about her prognosis, um, and so was her doctor. Um, and so back in, right before Thanksgiving, we started a um, high-dose 16-week uh, process of chemotherapy. And then once we completed that in March, she did 30 days of focal radiation just to that section of the brain. Uh, and throughout that process, they have done periodic MRIs and spinal taps, checking and rechecking, and um, everything had remained clear. So that was always good news for us. Again, feeling very confident. Um, and once she finished radiation in May, um, she had another MRI on May 31st. And as they call us back, um, to go check on her because she's sedated for the whole MRI. We go in and we go to the bay and she's not there. And I looked at my husband and I said, this is, this is not right. Something's wrong. Um, and he's, of course, trying to tell me to, don't worry, calm down, it's fine. <laughs> um, and the nurse says, the doctor will be, be right in. Um, so, of course, we're both like, okay, yeah, that's, not, that's not good. <laughs> So um, we're waiting and he comes in and you could tell by the look on his face. He said, I'm so sorry, I don't have good news, but she has new, new spots. Um, I don't know if that's the word he used, but new areas um, in the spine and in, in the brain as well. Um, it didn't reoccur in the same spot. Um, her first tumor was about the size of a golf ball or so. So pretty large, pretty large. Um, and her new spots are very small. We're talking millimeters, two, three millimeters, um, about three in her brain and um, uh, several in her spine. And so um, right when we thought we were getting to the, the maintenance portion and the hard stuff was over, um, we were really thrust back into almost square one, um, starting over you know, what's, what's the new protocol going to be, you know, how do, where do we go from here? Um, and so that's where, where we have been over the past, um, seven or eight weeks. Oh my goodness. So this is, this is new cause it's only, it's only July. So this yeah. is a new development. It is. It was, it's very new and it was unexpected. Um, I think everyone who's been treating her was very surprised to see that. Um, and, it, it did take us a, a, probably about a week to really focus and come to terms with it and and get back to a spot where we could be like, okay, this is this is where we are now, and this is the plan to go forward. Um, and you know, put on your parent face yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and help her through that because being four and a half, 
Yeah. She really has no idea about what's going on. I mean, she's not old enough to understand what cancer is. And she knows that she was sick and we had to stay at the hospital a lot and, um, you know, do a lot of hard things, um, which she is the bravest <laughs> little girl I've ever met. Um, and so having to tell her that, I'm sorry, we're going to have to do some of these things again. Um, that was probably the hardest part because she was ready to be done and sure. <laughs> back to life as normal. I mean, I have a, I have a five-year-old. I, I can't even, I can't even imagine going through this process and I can't imagine what it is like for you on a daily basis, balancing work and family and another child and all of these things. How, how are you guys making it through? Um, so the, the first go round, um, we, it was really divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would mostly be at the hospital with Layla. My husband would be at home with our son, um, taking care of him. We both were still working during that time. I took a, a short six week period of leave of absence, um, when she was first diagnosed but then went back to work in December. And um, thankfully, my job has always been remote. So I was able to work, but it was, it was really hard to try to focus on work while we were at the hospital, because, you know, she had needs that needed to be met. She was bored. She wasn't in school. You know, it was really hard on everybody. Um, And so going back um, and thinking about that time and not not knowing exactly what this next round of chemo was going to look like i told my husband i said i i can't do that i can't work this time and and do that at the same and take care of her i mean she needs my focus this is this is different this is bigger you know it's a relapse it's it's a bigger deal (laughs) as if cancer isn't a big enough deal um it's an even bigger deal now. And so um, this summer, I am actually taking a little bit of a sabbatical and away from work, away from pretty much everything. And um, we've kept our kids home this summer. Usually they would be in summer camps or mm-hmm. some sort of childcare, um, keeping them home and, and just doing fun things um, yeah. as much as she can. And on most days, she's feeling pretty good. Um, but some days right after her outpatient chemo, she doesn't feel very good or she's more tired. And so we just, we hang out at home. We maybe go to our grandparents' house yeah. or see, see a friend. Um, you know, we have a little bit more flexibility um, this time around. She's not as uh, compromised with her immune system. So that is one, uh, one thing we're really grateful for that she's able to continue to do some, some fun things this summer. That's good. And that yeah. you're able to to make some good memories, which we hope she'll be looking at in 25 years and yes. laughing about. <laughs> we, we fully plan that she will still be here in 25 yes, years. Absolutely. We do believe that. If you're comfortable talking about it, um, just for an educational purpose and for other people who may be going through something like this, um, wh- what is the prognosis and, and what is the, the plan this time around? Um, so her oncologist recommended a certain protocol. It's, um, three drugs and she, it's a four week cycle where she goes every other week. So she's getting chemo twice in a month and we're, we just started the second cycle. Um, and then once that's complete on July 24th, she'll have another MRI. 
Um, and so we'll be able to tell at that point, are they shrinking? Are they staying the same? Are there more? You know, what does it look like? Of course, you know, our prayer is that they're gone and her spinal fluid is clear. And that will be a little bit easier <laughs> of a choice yes. um, for next steps. Um, if it's not, then there are a couple different options. Um, we may make the choice to explore some trials. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there are several around the country, so it might mean us traveling to another hospital, another city, which is a really hard choice for us to make because all of our support system is here in the Dallas area. Um, but we know that whatever it is, we'll make it work and we'll go as a family and um, do whatever it is that, that we need to do. So um, I want to talk about too, because, you know, we see, especially with social media these days, we see a lot of people um, doing GoFundMes and doing, mm -hmm. you know, reaching out for money and things like that. I'd like you to talk to us about that, what, what your needs are, and, um, and then we'll get into the golf tournament and what that's all about. But what is it, um, you know, we try to stay away from politics as much as possible, but I think this is something that is really important to parents, and that is insurance and yeah. how our system impacts families. And that I just asked you like 45 questions and one little <laughs> thing there, but basically what, what I want to know about and what I think it's important to educate people about is how this impacts you and how, um, how families survive through it financially. Um. Some days I'm not sure how other people survive, especially if they don't have a good support system mm -hmm. um, and close family and friends. And to tell you the truth, starting a GoFundMe, GoFundMe was not something that ever even crossed my mind. I mean, it was it just started by my best friend. And I mean, the day that we found out Layla was diagnosed, it was out there and she was putting out in social, me social media. And her initial thought was, let's just make sure we have enough to cover their deductible mm -hmm. and their out-of-pocket expenses. Because um, ironically, um, we had made a conscious choice to choose the less expensive, higher deductible option with an HSA um, because all of that was still less expensive than going for the lower deductible sure. um, option because we were generally healthy, healthy people. Right. You know, our kids did, had well visits. They weren't in the doctor's office being sick. No one has any sort of chronic conditions. Um, so we did have a higher deductible, but I mean, within 24 hours, people we didn't even know <laughs> were just, logging on and donating $25, $50. And it's amazing the power of social media and mm -hmm. um, the reach that you can get. I mean, something we wouldn't have ever uh, imagined needing. Um, and it, God really met that need. Um, and something we didn't have to think about, we didn't have to worry about at all. And um, that, that took a lot of pressure off of us. But even with insurance, um, throughout the process, we have run into situations where insurance won't cover things. Mm -hmm. um, before she relapsed, our plan was to do a, a maintenance chemo. And one of the drugs that she was going to have to take at home was not going to be covered. Um, and the reason was, it was technically a drug that they give through an IV, mm -hmm. but they recompound it for oral um, consumption. And for whatever reason, 
the insurance wouldn't cover that. Um, and so we, we weren't really sure how we were going to pay for it. Um, we just knew it would work out. We were going to get it. I mean, that wasn't going to stop us from, right. from having it for her. Um, and at the hospital, and I'm sure most hospitals have um, social workers and caseworkers, and their whole job is to search out funding through grants, through foundations, um, and, and that's exactly what they did for us. Um, and we were able to get the cost of that covered, and, and through this second protocol, one of the drugs, again, is not covered, or it wasn't at the beginning. Um, they considered it not a life-threatening um, situation. What? <laughs> the wording that came what? in the letter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so our oncologist told us, he said, don't worry. He said, it will, you'll, you'll appeal, we will appeal, and it, they'll eventually approve it. It's just a colossal waste of time. <laughs> um, and and time so, isn't something you have in a right. situation like so this. So we did have to move forward um, without their approval, of course, wow. with the drug. We weren't going to wait the two-week waiting period that right. they were asking for. Um, so we're still waiting for it to be approved. Um, and it's just little things like that. You know, parents don't need that added stress. Um, we know now that since she has had cancer, um, this is always going to be a pre-existing condition for her. Yes. And so that part, that side of the politics has become a lot more important to us. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of people who you know, don't have a sick child or don't have a chronic condition, and they don't really understand the magnitude of that and how important it is to to make sure that people are not um, declined coverage because of a pre-existing condition. Yes. Um, you know, especially children. I mean, adults are just as important, but I think children too. And um, so that's something we're watching closely and we care deeply about. Um, sure. And and you know, just making sure that she always has coverage. You know, she can never have that lapse. Um, so that's uh, yeah, it's something something we never thought about before, and you usually don't until you're no. stuck right in the middle of it. Of course not. Well, and you know, um, I shared with you in our personal exchanges about our experience and. Um, and I had a daughter in the NICU for 12 weeks, which is a completely different situation, I understand. And I'm not making light of your situation at all. No, I but, know. But the, but the way I want to tie that in is that not only do you have extreme medical expenses and how fast they add up. I mean, we had over a million dollars in bills within a couple of weeks, Yeah. Um, which thankfully, thankfully, we had a good insurance plan there. But I mean, you think about the fact that if you're on a high deductible, that's like eight grand off the bat that you have to figure out, right. depending on where yours is, you have to figure out how to pay that back. And, um, but it's all the other little things that people don't think about. It's the gas to and from the hospital. Yeah. It's the how to pay for, uh, you know, the meals that you're eating when you're in the hospital or to and from the hospital. It's childcare for your other child. If you have to pay for someone to watch him while you're right. at these things, it's the, um, it's the, I mean, so many things, if you have to go out of state, your travel and hotels and yeah. you, you've taken time off of work. So now you've lost your income. I mean, yes. there's, there's so many things that people have to consider. Um, and I guess my plea would be as, as you see these GoFundMes come across your, your, uh, your social media and it's for a child or, or any kind of medical thing. I mean, there's so so much more for it. And I, I hope that the generosity continues because I know the amount of, 
of uh, financial hardship that having a child in a hospital placed on us. And yeah, and again, it's been amazing. I did not think our friend wanted to do the GoFundMe again and, you know, just did it. Like she knew if she oh. asked, I would probably say no. So she just started it. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just thought, there's no way that people are going to do this twice. Right. You know, we've asked so much and they've given so much the first time. And it's, I've still been amazed. And I mean, it truly has been an answer to prayer um, with me taking off work yeah. and, you know, just not knowing where are we going to find that extra money? We've always been a two income household. You know, yeah. we don't live extravagant lives or yeah. anything like that, but, um, you know, we do have to make adjustments and we just trusted that things would, needs would be met, um, as they're needed and they absolutely have been. And, um, you know, someday we know that we'll return the favor to someone else. And that's what we're working on for the golf tournament. <laughs> And let's talk about that because that was going to be my next question. So um, uh, um, how did that come about? And is that for broader research as well? Or is this a, a fundraiser for your family's needs? Or um, tell us the details about the, the fundraising element, and then we'll talk about the details of the tournament. Okay. Um, so we knew when Layla was diagnosed that we wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. um, and we were like, there's we have to either create a foundation or we just, we have to do more for people who don't have the support system that we have. And on top of that, there has to be better research. There has to be mm -hmm. better treatment, drugs, and yeah. better drugs, you know, things that do not leave our kids so debilitated. Um, and we had pondered it and we're looking into getting our own 501c3 and just randomly an, another mom who um whose son lost his battle with medulloblastoma um, back in 2010 um she contacted me she had seen a post in a facebook support group that i posted and and we were actually at the hospital for our last um, last inpatient stay. And she's like, I'm going to be at the hospital today. Can I come see you? Um, I was like, sure. <laughs> come on, come on over strange lady. Um, <laughs> but she was so, so terrific. And, you know, Layla really just liked her a lot. And, um, we talked and she said, you know, let's, let's see what we can do, you know, or I would love to help you as you're getting started. And, um, so we kept in contact and, um, Starting your own foundation and having that tax, tax exempt status, I mean, it's a very long process mm -hmm. and it's, you definitely need a lawyer and that can cost money and it can take six or seven months, if not mm -hmm. longer to get approved. Um, and we knew we wanted to have people be able to start contributing and, and making a difference sooner than that. Right. Um, so, um, we talked to our friend um, at the Carson Leslie Foundation, and they said, just come, come join us, come be part of us, and we will have Carson Leslie Foundation with Layla Strong, and that's what we call our foundation, Layla Strong. Um, so we're actually part of Carson Leslie Foundation. We use their 501c3, all the funds that we raise um, through our laylastrong.org website go to that foundation, and they are fully focused on research funding. Um, and I could go into so many details, but I would just 
recommend people go to carsonlesliefoundation.org, um, read about what they're doing. They have made so much headway in the past um, five or six years. They have the attention of congressmen and um, people who really are making a difference and able to make a difference. Um, their board of directors has some pretty big heavy hitters on it. <laughs> Again, people who have influence and can make a difference. And so um, we just thought that was a much better fit than us trying to start and be an island on our own and yep. do everything from scratch. You know, let's just partner. We have the same goals. Um, and so that's why we, we joined forces with them. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart move. <laughs> So then the um, the golf tournament, so all the funding will go into that um, foundation, all yes. the funds raised. And um, when is that? Where is it? How can people get involved? It is July 31st. Um, so it'll be nice and hot here in <laughs> North Texas. Um, it's at Gentle Creek Golf Club. Um, that's in Prosper. So far, far north Dallas, <laughs> pretty even far from where we live. Uh, but it's a beautiful course. Um, we've got almost a full field now. Um, we, we did technically close registration um, just for the, the sponsorships, but we can probably sneak a few people in um, if we needed to. Um, but at this point, if people still want to help and want to donate, um, you can go to laylastrong.org and do um, a general donation on the website. Um, and again, it all goes to the foundation and it will all be earmarked as Layla Strong. So we know the difference, you know, with the, the funds that we have raised for them. Mm -hmm. And they are, they're so great. They let us choose the percentage that we want to go to research versus um, to patient care. So another thing that was really important to us is helping the parents and the families um, that have immediate needs. Right. So, you know, funding and research is great. We everybody wants a cure, um, but we've got to do something to help the parents that are are battling this right now alongside us. Um, and so they let us take a percentage of that um, to be able to do some of those things with that money as well. So that's we're fantastic. very very excited. It's a, it's a lot of work, and that's um, that's really really commendable that you guys are throwing so much energy and effort behind helping others while going through your own situation. Yes, we were hoping we would not be going through yes, the situation yes, at this yes. point, but you know, I, there was just more left to be done, more to our story to be written, and so we are still here, and you know. We'll get to see the end eventually. We just don't know exactly how that looks right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, let's talk about Layla. How is she doing through this second round of treatment? She's she's doing pretty well. Um, it helps that it's all outpatient, so we mm -hmm. don't have any long stays at the hospital. Um, her immune system isn't really impacted like it was before, so we can go and do things and have fun experiences together as a family, um, which we're really taking advantage of this summer uh, and doing a lot of traveling, you know, going to the beach, going to the lake, and just going swimming on a random <laughs> yeah. random weekday night, you know, things that we might no, not normally do if we were in a, a regular routine. And I think that's one of the things that we have learned uh, over the past nine or 10 months is that it's not about 
how much you're doing or how productive you're being. It really is so important to be present with your kids and, um, you know, just enjoy the time that you have together because they're only little for a short amount of time. And, you know, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, one of our hashtags that we always use um, when we post photos to our uh, Facebook site or Twitter or Instagram is live life today yeah. um, because that's, that's all we have. Yeah, that's so true. And it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the, um, in the craziness of day to day and forget that. Yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely guilty of that. You know, too many times saying, you know, someone's calling me, Hey mommy, look at this, you know, just too often saying, hold on just one second. You know, instead of really focusing and putting my phone down or stopping what I'm doing and, you know, looking them in the face and what honey show mommy what kind of stuff does Layla like is she into princesses or oh yes all the princesses um she she really loves Moana right now Uh or she calls it Mulana Um, (laughs) (laughs) but she's never seen Mulan but I don't know for some reason she mixes the two together um she loves My Little Pony and um she likes playing with her brother. They get along pretty well um, for yeah. at least, you know, 20 minute stretches before somebody steals something out of someone else's hand or, you know, yeah. gets her. They're normal. <laughs> They're normal, totally you know, normal. <laughs> two and four year old things. Um, yeah, she really likes playing with her brother and he adores her, follows her wherever she goes and just wants to do everything that she does. Um, so yeah, they're real cute together. <laughs> Well, I know this is a really, really, really stressful time for your family, and um, I hope that you guys get some reprieve soon and that you can enjoy some nice, relaxing time, and hopefully after the golf tournament. How much longer does she have on this uh, round of treatments? Um, So she goes in next Tuesday um, for her last dose, and then the following Monday, the 24th, is that I think that's right. is when she has her next MRI and spinal tap. And so at that point, we'll know, um, you know, whether or not we're making some progress or if there's more. She's still, you know, we, we feel really positive because throughout this whole second part, she has been asymptomatic. You know, she has not been showing any signs, you know, that the tumors are growing because if they were, we would see physical symptoms like right. numbness and, Um, probably more vomiting. Um, So she's just having like regular chemo vomiting, (laughs) not, um, not anything that we were real concerned about. So we're taking that um, as a positive sign and just always keeping that in mind. Um, But yeah, once we get those results back on the 24th, then we'll be able to make some more decisions about if we're going to keep doing what we're doing, or if we want to go somewhere and try something else or more radiation, which really is kind of a last resort in our opinion, but, um, well, we'll see. All right. Tell us one more time, um, the website to direct people to, to help you guys out. Um, so to make a general donation to the, the Carson Leslie foundation in, in care of Layla Strong, you can go to laylastrong.org. 
mm -hmm. um, to help support us personally, um, which we would also love with medical bills and yes. you know, taking time off work. Um, there is a GoFundMe, and I think if you search Layla Stamp, it's L-A-Y-L-A, -L -A, just like the Eric Clapton song, um, and stamp like a postage stamp. I think if you search on that, um, it'll come up. I don't know the link off the top of my head. Um, but it's a real cute picture of her, I think, in her pep squad uniform. That may have been the original one. But um, yeah, we are happy to accept any sort. Um, if, if, you, if you have something else in your heart that you want to give or another foundation that you feel really strongly to, um, please do that. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be to us. There are tons and tons of kids out there um, that are going through this and, and families that need support. So it's not just us. Um, we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. Well, that's a really, really kind mission. And we will make sure all of those links are, are posted and available for people to help with. But I know this is super difficult for you because you guys are right back in the thick of it again. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and sure. hopefully we can send some support your way. If nothing else, you have all of our thoughts and prayers. And we will take them all of them. <laughs> and if we have any random, just like millionaires listening to our podcast, please, yes, please, that would be great. <laughs> Got a great, great place for you to spend some money. So. That's right. Um, and uh, she has a Facebook page. You can just search oh, Layla yay. Strong. Okay. Um, I think our actual sign is at stamp cancer because okay. um, our slogan is stamp out cancer mm -hmm. but that was already taken so um, <laughs> at stamp cancer and you'll see Layla Strong so feel free to follow us on there we post updates and of course as soon as we know the results from her MRI and um, how all that looks we'll be telling everyone who is interested and has been praying for us so uh, that's okay. a great way to follow up and keep up with her. All right. Thank you, Sarah. And we're praying for you and Layla. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it.